When it comes to building a profitable personal brand, I believe that you need to master storytelling. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the art and science of storytelling. And my guest today is someone who can really help us master storytelling. It's so important for your business. It's so important for you to be able to connect with your target market. And what better way to do that than with storytelling? And so this should be a great episode. Sit back, relax, grab a pad and a pen, because I'm sure you're going to want to take some notes. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Maximizer Brand Podcast. And I'm excited to be back with you this week, as I am always excited to be sharing with you new episodes helping you to maximize and monetize your personal brand. And this week, we have a great episode on the topic of the art and science of storytelling, and we have a great cast. And so I'm not going to pro- prolong the introduction. We're going to hop right on in to today's topic. My guest today is Mark Carpenter. Mark is a serial storyteller who is on a mission to bring more human- humanity into leadership and sales. Mark has leveraged his storytelling ability over the years in marketing, communications, public relations, corporate facilitation, and as a college professor. Today, Mark works as a consultant and speaker to teach others what he has learned along the way. And he shares his secrets to purposeful, effective leadership in his best-selling book, Master Storytelling, How to Turn Your Experiences into stories that teach, lead, and inspire. So we're going to go ahead and bring in our guest for today, Mr. Mark Carpenter. What's going on, Mark? How are you today? Mark, Keith, it's great to be with you. Loved what you're saying leading in about the power of story to connect us and to connect to our audiences and connect to the people that we that we need to have trust us and know us in our businesses. Yeah, so good, so good. We'll always give a brief introduction, but I always like to allow you to kind of give us a little bit more information about yourself and how you show up in the world. So take it away. Oh, wow. I don't know how far you want me to go back. (laughs) I thought your introduction was just fine. But really, the storytelling is something I've been doing most of my life. And I had the opportunity a few years ago to co-author this book with my friend, Daryl Harmon. I kind of had the initial idea. Well, truth be told, it was my wife that had the initial idea. But I realized that there was great power in storytelling. I think we know that intuitively. But getting into the depth of the book really helped me understand how we can be more intentional about how we use storytelling to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. 
Uh, if I was going to rewrite the book today, I think I would add sell into that uh, subtitle there with teach, lead, and inspire. But uh, this is how we connect as a species, is by the stories we tell. We've been doing this for centuries as human beings, and it really identifies us as a species. I love uh, the topic as someone who speaks quite often and as well as having the podcast and doing, you know, virtual live streams. I think storytelling is so important to being able to connect with your audience, being able to share powerful things that will help move those who are listening uh, to you. And so, you know, why storytelling an underutilized skill for many leaders? A lot of people in leadership look at it and say, ah, storytelling, that seems kind of light and fluffy, and I need to be a serious business leader. I need to give data and facts and figures. In fact, I was, I was just on a call with somebody a couple hours ago who was talking about, yeah, I see it in sales. I see storytelling could be used in sales. I see it in facilitation. I'm not sure in, in leadership. And we talked about the importance of kind of translating words on the wall to behaviors in the hall. We, as leaders, we, we could promote the, the uh, mission, vision, and values of an organization or mm -hmm. values I even want my team to have. But what do those actually look like? That's where the story comes in. If I can give you an example of what it looks like to be customer-focused, you're going to be able to be customer-focused much better than if you're interpreting customer-focused the way that you do while I'm interpreting it the way that I do. Right. And so it's a way to connect people and to really lead like a human being. As you said, as, as part of your introduction, this is bringing humanity back into business. It's not just telling people things. It's, it's leading like humans. Uh, if, if I can give you a quick, a quick personal example on this. I remember sure. one time years ago in a, um, uh, an annual review, my manager told me I needed to be more proactive went more proactive. I made a note, be more proactive. And we had actually quarterly reviews. And so I wrote down specific things I did that quarter that showed I was being proactive. And then I sat down with my manager three months later and I said, here are all the things that I did to be proactive. And my manager said, nah, that's not what I meant. Now, what if my manager had said to me, I need you to be proactive. Here's a couple of examples of what that looks like. It would have resolved or reduced the frustration that we had in that conversation because I would have been clear about what that actually looked like in her mind rather than guessing what it looked like and interpreting it in my own mind. Well, there you go. He's using storytelling right there in that, you know, answer. So it's, <laughs> it's so it's such a great opportunity. You know, one of the things that storytelling and mastering storytelling always reminds me of our parables in the Bible, how Jesus would always use these parables to convey the message, to help understanding so that it was more in layman's terms than these big old philosophical uh, types of themes. And so when you think about storytelling, you know, it is something that you use to really make the common ear be able to understand what it is that you're talking about, taking those large themes or large subject matters and breaking them down into stories so that people can understand. I know that um, it's said that most people are more um, attracted to or 
or you want to write things that are pretty much more on a fifth grade level so that people can understand and be able to grab hold of it. Uh, is that true even with storytelling? Is that what storytelling does? Breaks it down into maybe a fifth grade level to where a fifth grade could fully understand what it is that you're talking about? Oh, yeah. And and I think that it, it really gets down to knowing who your audience is. One of the things that we promote all the time is that you have to know who your audience is so you can speak in their language. Uh, I remember hearing somebody tell a story one time and they were a nurse and I could not follow her because she kept using all the medical lingo. But, you know, so it's really knowing who your audience is and speaking their language. But yeah, storytelling does simplify because humans at all ages, all ranges, all walks of life can appreciate the power of the story. And I, I think about what you were saying about Jesus and the parables that he told in the Bible. You talk about a person who really understood how to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. I, I mean, there, there's the perfect example, the master teacher. Master teacher, yeah. And, and, you know, he understood the power of story to move people to action. I I read a quote recently. I'm not going to get it exactly right because I don't have it right here in front of me. But it said something to the effect of that we can make decisions based on information, but we're moved to action by emotion. Mm. And storytelling draws those emotions in. Data doesn't drive a lot of emotion. Information doesn't drive a lot of emotion, but story drives emotion. And when you want to lead people to action, story is a way to get people there. When you want to lead people to action, story is the way to getting there. So good. So good. So what would you say are the three biggest mistakes people make when telling stories? You know, I think the biggest mistakes that people make in telling stories really focuses in on one problem. And the problem is that we aren't really intentional about the stories we're telling. We'll think, oh, I'm going to tell a story here just to be funny or just to have some fun or just to get people's attention. Right. But we don't have any good intentionality to that. And so that leads to the kind of problems of, A, you, you don't think about who your audience is and why they care. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of the first thing is you have to know, what am I trying to get across here? What do I want to teach, lead, sell, and inspire? What is my purpose in telling this story. And that'll help you know your audience and connect with them. The second one is that that people ramble on in their stories. Uh, We teach people to tell stories based on your personal experiences. I told the story about the uh, quarterly review that I had with a a manager that was, was frustrating to me. We want you to take those personal experiences and turn them into stories. Well, unless you're really clear on your intent and the purpose of that story, People are tempted to tell every little detail of the story because they were there for every little detail. Right. But that may not be relevant for the people who are listening. Mm. And so we, we teach people, be intentional about what you include in the story to get to your point. Yeah. The opposite side of that is people rush to the end because they aren't clear on what it takes to craft that into a story. So they'll jump to the conclusion and the people will go, wait, how did you even get to that conclusion because I missed you along the way. And so really it's about being intentional, knowing your audience, and getting the right level of detail in your story. I think those are probably the three biggest mistakes that people make in uh, turning their experiences into stories to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. You know, and what, you know, it's a common theme. I don't care what type of podcast episode I'm doing. Um, 
what type of business we're talking about. This idea of really knowing your audience is so important. Why is it so important that you know who it is that you're talking to, know who it is that you're selling to, know who it is that you're pitching to? Why is it so important to be clear on that? Well, and this is another thing that we teach people a lot. And then particularly, you know, you're, you're focused on maximizing your brand. When people tell, tell their brand story, they think, well, it's my brand. Right. The story about me. Mm. It's not. It, it's, yeah, the, the, the content of the story is about you, but the purpose of the story is about your listener. Mm-hmm. And so we lose sight of that sometimes, particularly when we're sharing personal experiences as stories. We lose sight that this story is really designed for the people who are listening more than the people who are telling it. Who are telling it, yeah. And so that's the key in there is to what do these people need to hear that's going to help move them to action? And how can this story help them to do that? What, how can I connect to them on a personal, on a human level that'll lead them to act? And if we don't understand who our audience is, we're very likely going to convey the story in a way that might resonate with other people, might resonate with me as the storyteller, but that doesn't necessarily resonate with that particular audience. Hey, just popping in real quick to say two things. Thank you for listening to the Maximize Your Brand podcast each and every week. And number two, I want to let you know that I am offering a brand new program called Laser Coaching with Markeith Brayton. I know you have dreams. I know you have aspirations and things that you want to do. And sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to get you moving in the direction that you desire to go in. I can remember back in 2014, when I first got laid off my job, I had a decision to make. Was I going to pursue my dream or was I going to go back to the nine to five rat race that I just did not enjoy? And the only thing that really helped me to make that decision was that I invested in myself and got coaching. And that coaching was tremendous in my making the decision to keep going and pursuing my entrepreneurial dream of becoming a professional speaker and a digital personal brand coach. And today I want to make that same offered opportunity to you that if you're ready to move to your next level, if you're ready to learn how to leverage your personal brand for a business, then this opportunity is great for you. Laser coaching with Markeith Braden. It's a three-month time frame where you get up to 15 to 30 minutes unlimited laser coaching. But there is one caveat. You have to make sure that you finish the homework from each coaching session before you schedule a new one. And once again, it is for a 90-day time frame, and it's unlimited coaching, 15 to 30 minutes. You can schedule as many as you want as long as you do your homework in between the sessions before you schedule your next session. So if you are interested in laser coaching and this offer, I want you to go to markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. And let's move you in the direction that you want to move in because sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to help you along the way.
I look forward to seeing you signing up for Laser Coaching with Marquise Brady. I like what you said about moving people to action. So that's the, the ultimate goal, right, is that you want to be able to get people to move, get people to act on what it is that you're sharing, get people to think maybe differently or to move past their fear or to move past something that may be a limiting thought. You're wanting to get people to take action at the end of the day. And this is where storytelling becomes a serious business skill. Mm-hmm. You, you asked earlier, why don't leaders use storytelling? It's because they don't make that connection between storytelling moving people to action. If I can give another quick example, I, I was teaching the concept of storytelling to a group of sales professionals several years ago, and I got some skeptical looks and some skeptical responses even. But one of the responses was, well, you can't expect me not to share features and benefits and price. And I said, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying in addition to those things, can you tell the story? Can you take people on the journey of what your product or service is going to provide for them? Right. And they left that a little skeptical. I wasn't really sure I'd resonated with people. About two weeks after that meeting, I got an email from one of the participants who said, had to share this experience with you. I called a client today that I've been working with for months trying to get them on board with something. And I'd just gotten nowhere. It had always been, oh, not now. This isn't a good time. Maybe later. Not sure this is really a good fit for us. Just the off-putting kinds of comments you get from from potential clients. She said, I, I started on the same path I was on and I said, you know what, let me tell you an experience of one of my other clients that, that was a similar to similar situation as you're in. And she said, I told them the story and they paused at the end of the story and said, you know what, write me up a proposal and let's see where we can go with this. And all of a sudden she had action. She had a step forward, a way forward with that person And she said that story was kind of a breakthrough moment for her with this potential client. So good. So good. So as we're thinking about stories and wanting to get people to move in action from what we're sharing and what we're teaching, where do we get these stories? How do we come up with these stories? How do we choose the right stories based on what we're wanting to teach or share? I hear this one all the time too. I hear, oh, my life's so boring. I have, I have nothing that I could share a story about. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I don't know why I was thinking of this this morning, Marquise, but I had the thought, if somebody made a movie of my life, it would not make any money at all because I, I don't have that interesting a life. Mm-hmm. But we have these moments in our lives and we all have these moments that teach us lessons and that we can extract lessons from. Okay. So there's two ways I, I encourage people to, to look at their lives to find those experiences and those stories. The first is if you've got a particular topic that you need to teach, or that you need to move somebody to action on, look for examples. Okay. The universe will send them to you. That's what happened with this sales professional that I just talked about in that last story. She knew she wanted to move this client forward. And so she intentionally looked for what are some examples that would help get that client off of their current state Mm -hmm. and you'll find them if you're looking for specific examples. The other way to do that is ask other people. Other people have experiences maybe that you didn't experience personally, but that would fit in that category. 
The second way I ask people to look for these uh, experiences that can be turned into stories to teach, lead, sell, and inspire is to look for the moments in your life when you have an emotional reaction. Mm. If you have an emotional reaction to something, and it could be joy or fear or anger or frustration or happiness or sorrow, it could be whatever emotion that you have, there is likely some lesson embedded within that moment. Uh, I, I had an experience, I've been, been sharing this recently, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was getting my garden ready and I was putting some pavers in the garden. I bought some pavers at Home Depot, they were in the back of my car. And as I was moving them out, I shifted their position and they pinched the middle part of my middle finger. Just that soft part that has all the nerve endings on it. Okay. I just think about that. Pinching that between two pavers. Mm. Oh yeah. That was a moment. I had an emotional reaction. <laughs> okay. Even that pain in that moment was an emotional reaction. And it was kind of the, the mental emotional reaction. Oh, I was so stupid. I'm almost done with this. And I do this and it frustrated me for a moment, but I just set it aside, got the garden done and went inside and took care of the big blood blisters that were on the, the, the middle of my finger there. And I thought back on that afterwards and said, okay, that was an emotional reaction. What's the lesson? I'm like, yeah, there actually is a good business lesson in it. Sometimes we have those things in our business life that are really painful in the moment. We lose a client. An event doesn't go as well as we expect it to go. Somebody makes a mistake that, that costs us some time or energy or effort or business even. What do we do in those moments? Do we focus on those moments or do we set them aside and just get the job done and move on? I mean, I could have just stopped and said, I'm not going to finish my garden today. My fingers hurt too bad, but I didn't. I said, okay, let's just move forward and get this done. We'll take care of that problem, but let's not make it the focal point of what we're doing and get in the way of things we're trying to accomplish. So even simple little moments like that, if you're looking for them, if you're paying attention to them, and of course, I pay attention to them all the time because this is what I do. <laughs> this yeah. is what I teach. And if you get in that practice of looking for those moments where you have an emotional reaction, you will find embedded in those little stories that can teach, lead, sell, and inspire. That's so good because what you're sharing, and I hope you're as you're listening, you also hear the various stories that are being infused just even in this interview you know i i like to learn from experience and if you pay enough attention you get to kind of experience what's happening uh even in the teaching and yeah. today and so you know somebody may be on the other side uh whatever however they're listening to the podcast and they're like sounds great you know i love to tell more stories but i really do feel like i lack the confidence the skill to be able to uh, share stories. Uh, but, you know, the first part of this question, though, is what about those people who kind of have that lack of confidence when it comes to public speaking and sharing stories? Because, you know, a lot of people, and I think I read a study where one of the number one fears for most people is public speaking. And so how do individuals address that and then the second part is, you know, how do we develop a skill or the skill of storytelling? Yeah, the, the way that I've often heard it is the, the number one fear is uh, public speaking. The number two fear is death. 
So if you're at a funeral, you'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like any other skill that that's one of those things that people look at and they say, Oh, I don't have, I don't have the, the skill or the gift to stand up in front of people and talk. I don't have the gift to tell stories. It's not a gift. It's a skill. Yeah. And so how do you learn any skill? You find out how it's done and then you practice it and you get feedback and you work on it and you're not going to be perfect the first time. There's going to be things that go bad, but the more you work on it, the better you get at it. And so it's a matter of just learning the skill, getting some direction, finding out from experts how to do it because there is a process to it. It's not some magical formula out there. There's a process to telling a story, learn that process, start practicing it, practicing it in low threat situations first. And that's how you build the confidence in it. I'll tell you the other thing, learning how to tell stories well, will actually build your confidence in public speaking because then you don't have to stand up there and remember facts and figures and numbers and all these, these data points that sometimes you can get hung up on. You can tell the experience from your life. And you're more comfortable with that because you lived it. It's part of you. And so this is putting yourself out there in a way that actually can be more comfortable and give you more confidence in standing in front of an audience and speaking. That's great. That's great. And so how do we develop that muscle? How do we develop that skill of storytelling? What are maybe your top three tips in developing our storytelling? Yeah, so I'd say skill number one, look for them. So in order for you to have stories to tell, you've got to find them. That's so right. being intentional about looking for those experiences in your life that could turn into stories. Number two, it goes back to something we talked about earlier. Really know who your audience is and think about what can my audience learn from this? What do they need to know? Sometimes we get hung up on it being about us and ourselves and that's what shakes our confidence is we start looking inside, look outside and, and look at this, uh, look at your story as a gift. Mm -hmm. You're giving this gift to their people of helping them to learn something, help them move forward in their lives. And then the third thing is really just practice. It's just start it, just do it. Mm -hmm. I would encourage people when they're starting out with storytelling, tell a story to a trusted friend or colleague or family member. And then ask only two questions in, in terms of getting feedback. Number one, ask, what did you like about the story? So don't, don't ask for any criticisms, but ask, what did you like about the story? And number two, ask, what did you think the point of the story was? Mm. Or what did you learn from this story? Because that, that's going to give you two things. Number one, when they tell you what they like about the story, that'll encourage you. It'll give you some positives that you can build on. You probably already know what went wrong with the story. You don't need other people to tell you that. We always sense that. Yeah. And then when somebody tells you, yeah, this is what I thought the point of the story was, that'll help us see, is the message I'm trying to get across actually getting across? Yeah. And that's the most important point of the story or the most important part of the story is that the message is actually getting through. Nice, nice. So let's shift just a little bit with the last few minutes that we have here uh, to focus on those who are 
entrepreneurs, those who are in sales and they have products and services that they, you know, want to sell and want to get in the hands of others and to provide value to others. You know, why is the storytelling so important for those who are in the business of sales, the business of, you know, providing value to others who have products and services? Yeah. And, and let's be real. If, if you're in business, you're in sales. You're in sales. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. You, you can't true. escape that. That's you're true. selling something, even if you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. I even think of this in terms of job interviews or job promotions. Well, what's the best thing to do in a, in a job interview? It's tell a story. Yeah. When somebody asks you what your greatest strength is, don't just say, I'm unfailingly loyal. Give them an example of what unfailingly loyal looks like. Mm. No, and and it's going to resonate. It's going to stick with them more. And so I I use that as an example because think of yourself as a business person as you're selling either yourself or your products or your company to somebody else, whether it's a a, a business partner you want to work with, investor, a customer, a new hire that you're trying to get on. If you want them to remember you, Tell a story. Yeah. Because that, and particularly with, with entrepreneurs and small businesses, this is one of the things we fight all the time. How do we break through the clutter? Well, the clutter is a lot of facts and figures and data and buzzwords that, that are out there. But if you tell a memorable story, people are going to remember you more. Right. Because that's how our memories work. Our memories really work. That's part of the science behind it. They, our memories work in the form of stories. We hold things into this story collection center in our brains. And then when somebody's trying to think of, okay, who would I like to work with to meet this need? Oh, I remember that story that Marquise told me about how he helped somebody do that. I bet Marquise would be a great one for me to work with on this. They will remember you over the people that gave them a bunch of data points about how their service or product is superior to others. Yeah, so good, so good. Wow. You know, that time goes by so fast. So, you know, the last question around that, when we are thinking about moving forward as storytellers, leveraging that skill, developing that muscle in our businesses, in our careers, what is something that, how do we determine which stories to share and which are, you know, maybe how do we not go too far with our stories? You know, well, how do we determine, you know, how deep we go uh, in transparency around our stories? Yeah. And this is, this is a fine line to walk a little bit. Okay. The best way, the best advice for me to give people on that is remember who the story's about. Mm-hmm. It's about the audience, not about you. So if you've got, if you've got a, a, a touching point in there, a really sensitive point that will help your audience move forward, include it. Okay. But if it's a sensitive point, maybe to make yourself look better or to justify yourself on something, leave it out. So again, it's the focus on who am I talking to? What are their needs? How can I paint that picture and use that story as a bridge to get them from where they are to where they need to be and show them that, I'm on that bridge to help them across it. Yeah. I'm there to help them get to that point that they want to be, but I need to show them what that transformation will look like. They may not even know where that bridge leads, 
and a story will help them show this is the transformation that you can make. Mm -hmm. Again, it's about the person who's listening to the story more than about the person that's telling the story. It's all about the transformation. Such good advice, such good information. Well, before we end today's episode, I'd like for you to share maybe an encouraging word for that person who wants to leverage and use the skill of storytelling in their business, in their career, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a sales professional. You know, what would you say to them about using stories to help them advance their whatever it is, their business, sales career, so on and so forth? I'd start with just a reminder that the extraordinary lives inside the ordinary. So your ordinary experiences actually do matter. They can make an impact. Don't discount what you experienced. We, we tend to do that because we're a little too close to it. The example I always use is before I wrote a book, I used to think the people who had their names on the front of a book as an author were so amazing and super cool. Now that I've done it, it's like, eh, it's not that big a deal. So remember those little ordinary things that happen in your life that you have an emotional reaction to, there's probably some way that it'll resonate with somebody else. So just don't discount those opportunities that, that you have that to, to teach, lead, someone inspire. Your, your life matters. What you, what you experienced matters. And the more that you can help people transform through story, the more you can help their lives be better too. So good, so good. Mark, before we go, go ahead and let us know how can we learn more about you? Where should we go to learn more? And then how can they access your book as well? The best starting place is our website, which is master-storytelling.com. You have to have that little dash between master and storytelling to, to get to us. We've got some free resources there, including a, a little document that we call the Story Catcher. Uh, it's a free download that, that just gives you some of these prompts that I've talked about here in terms of where do you look for stories? How do you find stories? And then what, what can you do with those stories? So I encourage you to, to go to that. Uh, the book Master Storytelling is available through Amazon in all the different formats, uh, ebook, paperback, hardback, audiobook. So it's, it's, it's out there in, in every form that you can imagine. And I'd love to have you connect with me. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. If you search for Mark Carpenter and Master Storytelling together, you'll find me. There's a lot of Mark Carpenters in the world, but mm. uh, if you, if you link in master storytelling there, you'll, you'll be able to find me and would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. I, I put a story a week out to, to help people see that these ordinary things in our lives can make a difference and we can, can make lessons within those. So good. So good. Well, Mark, thank you for sharing your expertise around storytelling. I've gleaned some great things that I definitely want to, uh, implement and activate in my own business. So thank you for sharing. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, hey, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We're available on all the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or whichever app that you like to listen to your podcast. Are you ready to shift your brand? If you are, I have a free checklist for you that you can access if you just text the keyword maximize to one eight seven seven 
1-877-640-5632. Text the keyword maximize to 1-877-640-5632. And this PDF is called the seven stages to shift your brand checklist. It's just a quick checklist to help you understand some of the steps that you need to take to shift your brand. Always excited that you join me each and every week. And we are always wanting to bring you guests and information that will help you to move your brand forward. I'm all about helping what I like to say, Generation X career professionals to leverage their expertise online so that they can create the life that they crave. And some may say, well, why Gen X? Well, it's my generation and I believe my generation are caught betwixt and between the baby boomer philosophy, but yet we live in this technological world and we can create opportunity and jobs and businesses for ourselves. And I know many of you are wanting to step out to use your expertise and leverage it in order to create a profitable personal brand business. So if you if that sounds like you, be sure to reach out to me at Markeith at MarkeithBrayton.com and schedule a discovery session and let's talk about your ideas, your vision moving forward. But until next time, just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.